0: Hello. Um, this is um, Culture, Culture Hang. Hang, episode two. Ooh, we made it to the second week. We did. Sorry, if you can hear any drinking, Slip. it's because I've got a beverage. <laughs> it's um not alcoholic. It's just some squash. Ooh, what kind of squash? Apple and blackcurrant. Lovely. Which I think is the elite squash. It of really the classic flavours.
1: I've just got memories of squashka. And if you don't know what squash is, you need to do it with apple and blackcurrant squash. Like, there's no other... You can't do it. If you're doing
0: it with orange squash, you've you've got a slight problem. (laughs) Um, Apple and blackcurrant is the only... Oh, do you remember... I don't know if you remember this, but in second year, I used to do it with Vimto squash.
1: Oh, yes! Game changer. And
0: that was quite nice. (laughs) <laughs> but very sickly. Um, but someone, someone that I worked with told me to do it because she said that, like, you know sometimes when you drink too much of something and then you never want to drink it yeah, again? Yeah, yeah. She said she never felt that with Vimto and she would drink it, be sick, and then the next day just have it, like, as plain old squash. Oh, that's weird. I don't like that. She was fine. She thought, and that was why I did it because she said that was the... That was the elite thing to drink <laughs> with your vodka, and I don't think it is. I think Coca Cola is the elite thing to drink with vodka, but oh. this isn't a vodka podcast. No, so it's we'll not. Move we got a bit. We got a bit <laughs>
1: distracted. So Hannah's not drinking squash, cause she's just drinking. No, just squash.
0: Yes, just um. Slurp, squash. squash? Yeah, with Ooh. ice. So if it makes noise, that's why. Ooh. it's bougie. It's a warm day here. I know.
1: It's very humid. I'm not enjoying I wish it would just be sunny or cloudy, and then make up your mind, and then I know what to do with my day. Otherwise, I'm changing halfway through the day because I'm too hot. I know.
0: I know. It does not know what it's doing. The weather here, not ideal. No. Because it's never sunny-warm. It's always (laughs) cloudy-humid. But yeah, so we'll start the podcast. I think before we start, I would just like to say, and I'm sure Holly shares my sentiments, that we really enjoyed doing the first podcast we and did. we're really grateful for the support we've had from our friends and family <laughs> um, they've been very understanding our number one fan yeah shout our out friend Emily <laughs> <laughs> she's also doing social media for well she's obviously we run our own social media but she likes to promote us and we like that very much
1: so Um, much support so thank you so much emily we love you my heart it really did did. should we give her should we give her several accounts shout outs so yes
0: oh my gosh (laughs) yes please if anyone is listening to this that is not our friends or family (laughs) follow these accounts for some
1: number one great vegan content vegan content (laughs) so follow easy vegan emily Saw one word on Instagram where yep. she posts her vegan journey. Meals. No, her vegan yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> her vegan journey. Uh, she uh, her vegan adventures. I would say. I'd say
1: yeah. I think you're right, actually. So I would say that there's lots of interesting content on there, um, and she posts really yes. regularly, which is good if you're. She struggling. She
0: does, and recently she. I don't know how this works, but she was also donating with each post. Oh my god, yeah. yeah because she recognises that being vegan is a privilege. She does. Which it is. Yeah. And then number two
1: is M Rad Film where she posts yeah. her photography content and it's lots of smiling faces. You'll be able to see our loving smiling yeah. faces <laughs> over the
0: years
1: <laughs> posted there. But um yeah, she's got her photography account as
0: well. And then she has her plain old one. Her she main also account, has a, yeah. A Finster. She, oh my god, i forgot she's about the Finster. She's really the queen. Yeah, the queen <laughs> of having Instagram. She is just for for herself. So we love it. Yes, Thank you, Emily. We love it. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone. <laughs> it felt very nice because um, it's a you know you could get mocked a lot for starting a podcast. It's um, become a bit
1: of a cliche, hasn't it? That... Yeah, <laughs>
0: it has. <laughs> It feels like everyone has a podcast, but yeah. I, and I'm sure they've all got genuine interests in what they're talking about, but me and Holly are very passionate, and we needed an outlet. So yeah, um, Holly, what's been happening this week? What have you been watching?
1: Well, I've been mainly watching two things. Mm. Um, the first one was I finished Little Fires Everywhere.
0: Oh, I want to watch It's that.
1: so good. Yeah. Oh my god. Like so it has Kerry Washington in it, who I didn't realise she her. was a Scandal Woman. Yes. It makes so much sense now. Because it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> confused. Um but she's like kind of the main character and then there's Reese with the uh-huh. And it re the kind of the ways that it explores like the White Saviour narrative. Yeah. The way it explores internalized racism. Mm-hmm. But it's mainly all about like motherhood and the different forms of motherhood and like, I like that. What will you do for your baby? And people get like abortions. Like it's it's really the kind of con- even though it's set in the nineties, the kind of conversation uh-huh. it has is just feels like so relevant. And just enjoyed me and Mum watched yeah. the final three like back to back because we were so there was <laughs> so much intrigue and so much drama. Yeah, um, and like. It was just amazing, and then the other thing I mm-hmm. finally watched was "Black is King." Beyonce. Oh
0: yeah, I again wanted to watch that. I just stopped my Disney Plus oh, subscription. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. What, but what was it like? You can review it for me. Oh my! So
1: I had seen the trailer and I was so excited, like I had goosebumps. Yeah. It looked amazing. Like, be- it's visually mm. beautiful. Like, yeah. I was just it was just stunning it was incredible to watch and I don't really I really like when she does these kinds of things because I listen to yeah. a deep dive on I think it's called dissect by Spotify it's a podcast and they do deep dives of like nice. lemonade and it's kind of our yeah. level of you know when we would be like doing poetry and it's that yeah. analysis mm-hmm. but they do that with like the samples that are used they go into the deep dive of like the background of the instruments and the, the significance so it, I kind of was coming to it knowing that I really enjoyed that. But visually it's just beautiful Um, Mm. But then I did see some Controversy around (gasps) it Do tell Um, That because She used a lot of like um, Models and rappers From like Nigeria and Cameroon And I think she used them From four different African countries But people are saying that When Beyonce tours She doesn't tour in Africa it's kind of like people oh. are saying that she's a little, She's like culturally appropriating a little bit, okay. Because she doesn't tour in Africa. She doesn't. Um, Disney Plus isn't available in Africa, so even though she's oh. made like, it's so Afrocentric that she, but people can't like the models that were in it
0: in their countries. Yeah. They can't view the film. Yeah, that that is upsetting. But then
1: mm. I was seeing other things of it. And I think people have more problem with the trailer. Also, that it, it presented this kind of pre-glorified, um, this pre-colonization okay. idea of Africans. So, like, you know, in the desert, in huts with, um, like, white paint on the faces kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So, I really, I was trying to take that, on, and I was like, oh, yeah, well, you can see. But is it a cultural appropriation? And then I saw other people saying that she... Um, it's like her search for identity and that african-american search for their african heritage that was taken away from them through slavery and trying to reconcile like that part of the lost ancestry with the african-american so i i think there's there's definitely two sides there's two sides yeah but it sounds interesting and like visually it was beautiful like and yeah. I, I was a bit stupid because I didn't realise it was inspired by The Lion King.
0: So quite. <laughs> Have you seen that? Have you seen her the live no I live haven't action? Seen it. Um, what are your thoughts I, on I it? I think the way I would like describe it is bland. Really, it it, it just it's not that it's boring, <laughs> or is it? <laughs> it's not that it's bad, and it's not it's not good. It sort of exists in this unknown area of films that just. I watched it all and I was just like, that lacked something. There was something that wasn't there. Something missing. Uh, Donald Glover's singing voice, lovely. Mm. Lovely to hear. Like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, incredible. <laughs> um, the, like, oh, I'm going to get their names wrong. Timon and Pumba. Yeah. They're good. They're good together. And there's bits that are good. But I watched it, and you know the cast is incredible. Beyoncé's in it. I just liked something. Hmm. I recommend you watch it. Maybe it's because we're so used to the growing up with the original, the animation that was just yeah. magical. Yeah, this was weird. And maybe it's also the animals just have no emotions in their face.
1: Oh, so is it like yeah. CGI animals? Yeah,
0: I don't know why they called it live action. Because it might so as well weird. have just been animated. It was weird.
1: Mm. Hmm. But I I was so confused when I was like, hang on a minute. When they start I was like, this is this is the speech from The Lion King. Like, is she just <laughs> ripping off The Lion King? Has she got permission? Is this why it's on Disney? Like <laughs> I was so confused. But I yeah. did I did cry at the very end Aww. when she did I think it's a song she did for The Lion King called Spirit.
0: Yes. But yeah. it's at the
1: very end of the um
0: film. Mm-hmm. and she's with the gospel choir and just the singing oh. i was just like just moved me shivers down your back Sam. absolutely oh that's beautiful well you've watched some um interesting and you know important stuff <laughs> i i kind of had to think of what you know what to mention is the primary stuff i would watched this week because i watch a lot of Rubbish on YouTube, just
1: oh, I've been but, watching a lot of rubbish on YouTube yeah, as well. I'm
0: trying, I, <laughs> <laughs> I felt it was pertinent that I talk about, um, seen as I, we, we haven't mentioned, but this week's podcast is on Twilight, yes, it is, which what? is something we loved as children and teens, young teens, I would say, yeah. And this, what I watched this week, and you know, I've been watching it, is something that I probably got into. After I finished my Twilight Obsession, and it's American Horror Story. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. So I thought, on the, you know, Casinos were reminiscing, I would mention this because I haven't seen the first season probably since I was 14 or 15. And what I remember at the time was it being incredible. Um, watching it back. <laughs> Listen, I think the late season of American Horror Stories, I still enjoy watching it now. I think it's good. Well, there's certainly <laughs> issues, but, like, I watch it. Um, The first season, like, oh, there's bits that are so cringy. Is there? Between um, Evan Peters' character, Tate, famous, and, um... The girl. The girl. Have you seen it, Holly?
1: I've. Because this was. It came out when I was on Tumblr still. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it became. So, like, mm-hmm. normal people scare me. And, oh. like, so many gifs just romanticising their relationship. But, like, so I never. Yes. I think I watched the first episode and got really freaked out because I'm such a scaredy cat. Yeah. Um, but I definitely know the cultural significance of American Horror Story if you were on Tumblr in, like, well, 2014 exactly. or whatever it was.
0: I bear in mind. I'd come out of a intense Twilight um, obsession <laughs> where I was already obsessed with a man that is essentially a serial killer, oh, and really? I went straight into another fandom, let's say, where they glorified another man that's a, a teenager that's a serial killer. We didn't have many time, options,
1: did we, as know, children? At the time,
0: like... I was like, mmm, yeah, this is what I want. No, watching it back, <laughs> I was like, oh, what... Um and I watched it with my brother and he'd never seen it before and his immediate reaction was to hate Tate. Oh really? And like yeah, and I was like I, I just didn't understand it because I guess as a teenage girl I'd been like so romantic. But like looking back I'm like, Oh my god, he is a serial murderer. I'm sorry if this is spoiling American horror stories for anyone, but i really doubt it is. Yeah, he's it's been out for her. a long time. Like Exactly. It, yeah. it was on Tumblr. If you don't know about it, then Go Watch it, I guess. <laughs> he's a serial killer. Um, he's let's just say he's done terrible things. Uh, and they was it their intention to romanticize him? I don't know, but it certainly felt like it. And there's so many plots in that show that looking back are problematic.
1: For hmm. example,
0: the second season, which I just got onto, um. I, forget, I forgot this, has, like, a character who's Anne Frank, grown up. <gasps> I don't know if you're meant to believe, like, because she's in the asylum. And I don't know if you're meant to end up thinking that she actually is Anne Frank or that she was lying. Oh my god. But I think you're meant to believe her. And I just thought, like, what is happening here? <laughs> why, why did Ryan Murphy think? You know what would be a good... Plot for this second season having Anne Frank in it—that's
1: <laughs> bizarre. That's Especially because so she's so—it's so tragic, but it's so famously yeah. tragic.
0: Yeah, but why? Why? They're like they. Uh, I don't know. What does it's, she I'm add trying, to the I was, plot? Huh? What does she add to the plot? Nothing. Well, okay, <laughs> she does. But it, let's say it's the B plot. So it's that this guy is like a. I don't want to go into it, because it, it could traumatize oh, right, people, right, right, right. but, yeah. like, the Doctor is mutilating people. Right. And Anne Frank comes into the asylum, and she recognizes him from Auschwitz. Oh my god. <laughs> but, like, that's that's the B-plot. It might not even be the B-plot, it might be the C-plot. Like, it's not <laughs> super relevant. Oh my that god. season has so much going on. Like, the first season is Cringe Central, the second season has just so many plot lines that I don't think they, like, wrap them up, because there's, there's aliens in it, <laughs> there's, a, like, a murderer who cuts people's skin off, oh, there's God. Nazis, uh, like, there there's lots of stuff, and I just, I don't think they wrapped half of it up. Oh, God. I haven't finished it, but, like, I swear from my memory they never wrap up the aliens, they just <laughs> expect you to be cool <laughs> with the fact <laughs> There are aliens and you have to accept that. Wow. So that's what I've been watching. Um it I would call it a guilty pleasure.
1: Yeah, and it's you know, yeah. it's from it's throwing back as in a nice segue to what we're talking about today. It's you know, there's a lot yes. of nostalgia with it from when
0: you first watched it. As a yeah. as a young. It's I, I can't believe I watched it though as a young'un, because it it traumatized me now. I don't think oh I was God. that traumatized as a teenager, but like there were some bits I I actually closed my eyes because really yeah like not it, it's just disgusting. Mm, that's There's why I could never watch it. And you it. know what? It's... After there was okay, but maybe I'll give a trigger warning, but just in case. But um, you know how they had to cut out a certain scene from um Thirteen Reasons Why on oh, Netflix? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a self-harm scene. Well, it was a suicide. Um, it was a suicide, yeah. Um, they The fact they haven't had to cut the same out of American Horror Stories is shocking to really? me. Because there is so many scenes where they show self-harm in that show, mm. which you should never do because it it basically is like, like teaching yeah. other people how to do it. Yeah. Which, you sh- yeah, you should never do that. So I'm very surprised that's still allowed on Netflix Um, after all the uproar surrounding 13's Reasons Why, which was quite rightly cut.
1: And they weren't even that far apart. Like Because I remember watching the first season of Reasons Why, which is where it came from. It's like towards the end. And mm-hmm. I was still in high school, so it was like over five years ago yeah. or something. And American Horror Story mm-hmm. has been going on for longer than that. But yeah, it's interesting that people have... It's. About, do you think because it becomes part of the subplot, though, do you think? Do you think there's so much other gore going on in American Horror Story, whereas the other yeah, well, 13 reasons why
0: it was, like, all leading mm-hmm. up to Well, that. I kind of agree with that, because part of me is like, okay, well, if you say, you're say you saying that, then what about the, like, Skinning murders people. and mutilations yeah. and stuff? Like, <laughs> should we be showing that? And I, you know, I guess maybe the problem... Well. I was going to say the problem with Thirteen Reasons Why is that a lot of very young people were watching it, but I say that as like a fourteen-year-old that watched American Horror <laughs> <Harris> Stories. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, so moving on. Yes, yeah, so to our, what... our favorite subject, I would say. Oh, I'm so happy. So in
1: honor of Midnight Sun being yes. released thirteen years
0: <laughs> after it's supposed to be.
1: <laughs> it's have in you, the
0: world have you read any reviews i have
1: i haven't bought i have it. too.
0: i i'm just i haven't bought it i'm just the reviews practicing. kind of made me want to buy it
1: really it's the opposite for me i read so many <laughs> reviews that were like
0: it's so long and it's so yes dull i, I i've heard the same and I felt the same until last night I watched this girl's YouTube video and she said that she was kind of like us and had been a fan as a teenager. And she said that if you were that, you would, you would enjoy it, but also be able to recognise the absolute absurdity of it. <laughs> and one thing that she did say that I read a lot in the reviews, which I love, is um, our favourite character who I've forgotten her name the one that Anna Kendrick plays I've forgotten her name Jessica Jessica is apparently even more bitchy in it Really? (laughs) In her thoughts? Yeah. Yeah that's what they've all said that Edward just hears her thoughts and apparently she's just terrible which I love and apparently when the, the girl was reading it, she was like, all I could hear was just Anna Kendrick's voice just saying all these <laughs> things. Which I love. I just, you know, we've said this
1: before, and it's when we were watching, um, as we were writing our dissertations, because we were obviously far apart by that point, we <laughs> would watch an episode, not an episode, we'd watch a Twilight <laughs> film each week to get us through, and then yeah. they had the audacity <gasps> to take them off. Well, just terrible. We had one more to watch. We had Breaking Dawn Part Two, which is no one's favourite film. If it's your favourite film, I think you might be a psychopath because you know
0: what? It's not It's not not anyone's favourite film. film, But you know in the in the way that like people say that like you would watch a car crash. (laughs) I feel it is like (laughs) just watching a car crash. You can't look away. Unfold in front and you can't look away. Um and also the ending. It's so bad but just perfect. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's tied up neatly with a bow and we're all so happy about it. That's Yeah. So we we were all set we'd watch one a week. It was yeah. the week before our dissertation was due. I hope Stephanie oh, Meyer listens God. to this and realizes yes, what Homely what her publicity stunt of that countdown caused <sighs> that they took it off Netflix where it's been for yeah. years before Right in like the hardest part of our lives,
0: and I'll never forgive her yeah. for it. <laughs> so, it. It was definitely an upsetting time. I remember oh. just searching it into YouTube, into Netflix, and being like, they took I it off. can't believe this would happen to us. When we needed it, it was... the
1: most, it was...
0: But it was okay, because we watched like a few episodes of Arrested Development instead, but that's yeah. not the same. <laughs> we were all that's not for two and hours, Arrested, <laughs> Arrested Development is a chaotic show, and it still doesn't have the chaos of Breaking Dawn Part Two. It's remarkable. It, it could never compete. No, and we just needed chaos. <laughs> but speaking of things that Stephanie Meyer never finished or struggled to finish, um, there was meant to be a sequel to The Host as well. <gasps> Don't I actually low? Yeah. I, well, high key. Love the host. I think I, love the I host. every
1: now and again I read it and it's a yeah. fat book. It's so the, long.
0: It's big. The host people don't give enough credit to. They really don't. It's good. Yes, <laughs> it's good. It's it. I'd say it's very different from Twilight. The romances
1: but... again. I think we should just step. Just ignore her with when yeah. she does romance because obviously like. The character gets abused a lot, like, physically by yeah. the person that's supposed to be her soulmate. And they're mm-hmm. very heterosexual. And they're very, yeah. like... But I, I think it's a case of... Same thing that's happening with Harry Potter, where the world and the characters outgrow their authors. Which yes. I think is such an interesting 100%. phenomenon. That one yeah. people love the character. And, like, people... Have said so I've seen so many alternative things for Twilight where people have been Mm -hmm. like, if it was set in college age, it would make so much more sense. (laughs) Because like she could just and like credit to the I did make this up. It was this girl on TikTok I saw, so credit all goes to her. But she was like you know she could just move to a small town because to go to a small university so she wouldn't so she'd move in with her dad so she'd be able to pay state tuition yeah and like them disappearing
0: to um, Italy and stuff wouldn't be that yeah. big of a deal it just would have made so much more sense. more sense and like you say about characters outgrowing their authors, this is something I heard a lot of in reviews from Midnight Sun, specifically the girl I watched on YouTube apparently you get a lot. You know how a lot of people ship Alice and Bella, yes, um you get there's a lot of fuel for that fire, let's say, because <laughs> apparently, along with Edward being obsessed with getting Bella as his girlfriend and whatnot um Alice is more obsessed with Bella and befriending her, really, and at one point, Edward says the words like something like would Bella be okay with a vampire for a girlfriend? And as much as like people, I guess, do say girlfriend, n- no, actually, no one says no it No one anymore. says it. Just say your friend. You don't need to put girl in front of it. And so I just think that some people will read that and be like, yeah, this is going straight into my fanfiction. <laughs> and I support that because it's 2020 and we need to acknowledge that Alice's... She has to be at least bisexual. Oh my god, she has, the amount of stuff that she's seen, Mm. she,
1: even, like, when the books were coming out, you know, you would see that gay marriage was going to be legalised in America in 2013. She would, like, yeah, she would see everything. We don't know when the end of her visions are. So, like, why wouldn't she see that having a relationship with someone that's not a man that would be cool? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just as for Alice's character, um, just as for the whole Cullen family, because um, they need it. They need to be allowed to live their true lives and identities and not be stuck with one person for eternity.
1: That would be hell. I genuinely think. I don't, no wonder the rest of them are all like nomads, because if you were stuck (laughs) with one person.
0: Oh, God. I mean, good for them, I guess, but...
1: But are they actually happy?
0: No, especially Rosalie. Rosalie's definitely is happy. Rosalie is miserable, let's just say that. Anyway, I suppose... Just before... No, go on.
1: Um, So we were saying that, like, you grew up thinking that, oh yeah, Jessica's such a bitch, but... You grow Mm -hmm. up and realise that you wish you were Jessica Stanley. Exactly. Or if we were in Twilight, we would all be Jessica, because we'd be like, what the hell is going on with these
0: weird people? Exactly. It's the same with Rosalie. You grow up and you're like, oh, Rosalie's so mean and annoying. And then you realise as an adult, wouldn't you be really annoyed at (laughs) a human girl being like, yeah, I want to... uh, you know, give up every opportunity. Stop seeing my family. Yeah. Um, Just time tell myself when I died. To... Yeah, uh, I want that. And, like, you did not want that at all. Of course you'd be angry. I'd yeah. be angry if some 18-year-old came to me and said that. I'd be like, no, go to university <laughs> at least. Like, experience yeah. life on your own. Uh, learn to love yourself, Bella. Yeah, Bella. Tra- yeah, Bella. <laughs> 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 okay. So do do you want me to go first this week? Yeah, do you to go first last week? I'd like that you to fair. tell me about what you found. So this week I'm talking about um Stephanie Meyer. Meyer, How do you say it? I've started to call her Smeyer, but Let's say Smeyer. <laughs> because smayer. I feel like I don't want to give
1: her any airtime, I don't <laughs> want to give her any money. Which has been this, before we get on to talking about Smeyer, she is yeah. charging. Twenty-one pounds for the hardback, and Waterstones Brilliant. have reduced it to fifteen quid. But still, fifteen pounds. <laughs> and then the ebook is thirteen pounds yeah. for Midnight the Sun. The ebook? The ebook? It's not even a real. Oh It's, it's, it's oh. honestly Stephanie. I'm not. That's my biggest thing about not buying Midnight Sun. I
0: don't want to give Smith. <laughs> also, <laughs> my, okay, I get it. We're we all. Well, I was going to say we all love Twilight. Many people do not. Um but it's like, having she's got her songs. money's worth out of it, you know? Like hundred oh, percent It's not you know, I guess it's kind of a thing now that people who wrote YA novels are now doing prequels and stuff. However, she she so she did the short Second Life of Britanna. Um she did the retelling of Twilight but gender bent. Life and death. Oh, life and death, which God. is apparently just terrible. And now she's done this. I know she. This was in the works for a long time. But also, did maybe you knew this? Maybe it was just me that didn't know. Did you know that she'd meant to publish it in two thousand fifteen, but couldn't because El James published <laughs> Grey, which is Fifty Shades of Grey from Christian's point of view. I think that's so funny. So that, she, that
1: would she, her little Mormon brain would have been spinning. exactly. It was a, not hyper-sexy.
0: only stole. <laughs> like Smeyer's story she also stole the book that she'd been trying to get out for years after it had been so
1: she had that big meltdown didn't she Where yes. First, was it 12 chapters
0: got leaked yeah, and then she was like
1: got I, would, I don't trust any of it um, wasn't there something like if she had to write it again she'd just kill off someone I'm sure it was that oh. level of like
0: she was yeah, so was
1: dramatic
0: Oh, do you know what? Sorry, that just reminded me. That's one of the reasons that I don't. I think maybe she's. Oh, now now my I don't trust my memory anymore. But I think that's one of the reasons she might not be doing another host book anymore, because she would have to kill someone off. <laughs> and she d And I, I just felt like saying, like you don't have to. No, you're be in control. Like, this is this is a generation that read fan fiction. We just want people to be happy. We do,
1: but in like really in a realistic way, not in the yeah. way of Stephanie Meyer's. Sorry, I'm just googling S Meyer ca- killing off character.
0: <laughs> Meyer, hmm. maybe yeah, she doesn't really kill people off.
1: It She's... hasn't registered that I'm talking about Stephanie Meyer. Okay, let's. <sighs>
0: <laughs> She's no um, George R R Martin, um, who kills off all of his characters. <laughs> She doesn't have the guts. <laughs> so and while while you're googling this, I will mention that George R. R. Martin, like similar to Smeyer, struggles to get books out on time, and he's been trying to get the recent incarnation of Game of Thrones out, um, and he's taken so long that he gave a date where if he hadn't got it done by then, people could have ar- like take him hosti- hostage. What? Yeah, and it's got to that date. <gasps> so <laughs> his life is in danger. Because he, he still hasn't written it. We're in quarantine, George. Yeah, what has Write he been Write the darn doing? book. I feel like I could have written Game of Thrones by now. And those books are like 800 words long. <laughs> 800 words <laughs> long. <laughs> They're very short. <laughs> Just like, and Jon Snow died. <laughs> I can't find it. Maybe I made it up. But well, I definitely remember...
1: I, mean... I feel like she... I'm reading this weird interview with her in the New York Times. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't need the clicks. She doesn't need anything more. Because this no. is the other reason that I don't want to support her anymore. Well, anymore. Yes. In my adult life. Um, because yeah. she... Her and some entertainment didn't pay the Quilliet tribe <gasps> any money. She, no. used, she basically like white packaged their whole their legends their image. Oh they used Tribe Land to film on, and then they didn't pay like any money to them.
0: I do think there's like mayor, a fa- that is disgusting. They made three billion. pay them money, give them the money from Life and Death.
1: Yes, anything. Just give give them half of the stuff from Midnight Sun, and yeah. I'm sure that would make up for some of it, but not obviously exactly. as much. How disgusting is that?
0: Disgusting. Well, that leads well on to me talking about how she inserts herself (laughs) into Twilight. Woo! Um, woo So, um, I'm going to start by saying that a lot of the information that I will be telling you today is from Stephanie Mears' actual website, which I would like to announce is incredible. It's absolute gold. (laughs) It's got the potential to be the next meme. Um, (laughs) For example at one point she, I don't know why I find this so funny, I hope you like it. She gives you some trivia on her writing process and she says that Rosalie and Jasper, their original names were meant to be Carol and Ronald. (gasps) (laughs) And then she says every now and then I will slip up and type Carol and Ron. Can you imagine Jasper being Ron? (laughs) Just like this vampire that can't help like wanting to kill constantly and his name's ron like Ron, Ron. all i
1: can think of is ron swanson and that's (laughs) (laughs) oh my god she's gonna call him carol Carol i can kind of understand but Ron,
0: because apparently they were big names in the time it makes sense because they were big names at the time period when they were living but then she changed her mind and gave them good names. Carol Ron. and a are good names. I'm sorry if those are your names. They are good names. but Alice and I don't and think they Ron. fit the characters. Oh, Alice and that Ron. That would be disgusting. <laughs> anyway, so just a disclaimer. That's where I got a lot of my information. I will be quoting her a lot because it's incredible. It's comedy gold. So, my fascination with Smeyer inserting herself into Twilight began with... Um, an interview with Robert Pattinson which you can find in my favourite YouTube video of all time, which is Robert Pattinson Hates Twilight. It's incredible. It's amazing. Watch it if you've not watched if it. If you
1: feel sad, you need yeah. to watch it. It will brighten your day. It's
0: so good. He says um, I was convinced that Stephanie was convinced she was Bella, especially when she says it was based on a dream and then concludes with this woman is mad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then on on her website you can find where she says it's a dream, and she's so specific. She says, "I woke up on I woke up on that June second from <gasps> a very vivid dream." She and, then the day. and then continues, and then that she says that what happens in her dream is blah blah blah, and then it says that the vampire was particularly attracted to the scent of her blood and was having a difficult time restraining himself from killing her immediately. Now, to me, if I dreamt that, I'd be like, this this is a nightmare. <laughs> this is not a dream. <laughs> like... <laughs> but anyway, you can see there that there are at least aspects of Bella and Twilight that will be influenced by Smear's life because she literally dreamt it. Um, and so I like to categorize these in two separate areas, one being the Mormon agenda um, and the second one being just Bella being Smear. Um, So we'll start with the Mormon agenda. Yay! Now, (laughs) my recent love of this um, came from people bringing up her her words from, I think, the first book, when, I'm just going to quote it, or at least quote parts. Bella's dressed in a long (laughs) khaki-coloured skirt. Long and khaki is incredible already, but she pairs that with a dark blue blouse. And then she, her hair's being impossible, so she pulls it back into a ponytail. So just keep that image in your mind. She goes downstairs. Edward sees her, and he says, Wrong again, he murmured in my ear. You are utter- utterly indecent. No oh. one should look so tempting. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair.
1: I didn't know that was fair. It's not fair. He's, He's jealous. jealous. <laughs> he wants the
0: long skirt certain <laughs> blouse. But... That's incredible. And to many people, that screams Mormonism. So based on this, I did a bit of research into um, the Mormon ways and how they reflect <laughs> in Twilight. Um, and Because if you didn't know, Stephanie Mayer is a Mormon. 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 And the HuffPost has an article on this where they show the similarities. So I'll link that because this is kind of, their stuff rather than mine um basically they were saying bella avoids coffee tea and alcohol which is not unlike the mormon's word of wisdom health code apparently they don't allow that um then they were saying why don't tea and coffee and apparently they also said that she discourages um charlie from having too much meat which is also in the mormon's health code well, which is strange to me, but like, I guess you know, good good for them. I'm sure they're healthy. <laughs> um, <laughs> seems seems a bit odd, but cool. And then they said about how Bella frequently cooks and cleans, especially for Charlie, and she mm. takes up the role of, um, the tra- like the traditional ro- Mormon roles for women. That's what they like. And then, then the next two are re- I think are very crucial to Twilight as a story. So, apparently, a crucial Mormon belief is that humans can become divine. And this is reflected oh. in the book with humans becoming vampires because she describes describes Edward as godlike and inhumanly beautiful, which kind of reflects that idea of humans becoming divine. Blah, blah, blah. And then the final one is that Mormons teach about being married for eternity, being sealed together, which obviously is demonstrated by the fact that (laughs) they're vampires. They're literally together for eternity. And obviously the obvious ones like no sex before marriage, that sort of stuff. Like obviously that sort of has religious undertones. um, But yeah, so to me, I can see that it's very influenced by her Mormon ways and that's okay. (sighs) But we have to probably acknowledge that edwards Edwards's got big Mormon vibes, he really
1: does like the whole purity and but just thinking about I saw when I was reading stuff last night mm-hmm. there's actually a whole host of academic essays that have been compiled about Twilight, which I, I don't know that no, I didn't know either i I can't remember what it's called but I'll try and find it and link it because yeah. I'm so tempted to buy it, but there's yeah. one. Where this academic has gone through it and mm-hmm. um, about Mormonism, and apparently oh, Carlisle, yeah, because he his whole life is like around the same time as Mormonism. So he's yes. born in the middle that. of the sixteen hundreds,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then which is when I think Mormonism started in sixteen forty yeah. or like the very very beginnings of it. Yes. but then when he becomes a doctor in the middle of the eighteen hundreds is when. That I don't want to call, I don't, I'm not dissing anyone's religion, but if you've actually no. looked into the origins of the Mormon story, it was founded by this guy who went to America, who in the yep. middle of the night, he thought he, this angel came to him and gave him these tablets. And he was like, I can't read these tablets. And so the angel gave him the secret knowledge that no one else had on earth to read these tablets and that—that that is the Book of Mormon and that is how in the um, Reformation in America that's how Mormonism started and that's when Carlisle became a doctor wow. so this
0: is what this academic is arguing that like Carlisle is a symbol he, of yeah of Mormonism, Mormonism. and I think I when I was looking into this I read a there's a specific quote actually from Robert Penson where he's saying that it's not about Mormonism, and he thinks that people just say it is to sell articles, basically, about Twilight. That's interesting. And that's, yeah, and that Stephanie Mayer had specifically said that's not what it's about. But I think maybe more recently, she... I, I haven't seen any evidence of this, but surely she has to admit that there's big Mormon themes in it. Just, I mean, which I understand, because if you were brought up, I don't even know if she was brought up Mormon, but if, you know, if your it's religion's your religion, a big part yeah. of your life, yeah, yeah, it's probably going to find ways into your work, especially if it's quite like a. There's a lot of principles in Mormonism that you have yeah. to follow. That seems like she would probably bring it in. It's just maybe because she's not mentioned that a lot of the book just comes across quite sexist. Let's say. Mm. I think if, especially if you're seeing it as Bella doing a lot of the cooking and cleaning and She's taking the a traditional role and incredible mother at the end, like the self-sacrificing, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. literally no abortion, even though the child's killing her, um, and yeah, will give up her life for the child. And if if you do that, brilliant, but that shouldn't probably be represented as the only way. And honestly. This when I did ethics at A level, throwback. Um, one of the you do abortion, and one of the things that you have to consider is, you know, if you're going to die, should it be allowed? Like, should abortion be allowed? Yes. Even if you are very religious, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you can certainly see those themes in the um book, but let's just say Edward. Edward is up for the abortion, so. Yeah,
1: and people say that he's a consent king when he yeah. comes after Jacob for <laughs> um, assaulting Bella.
0: I was going to say that he's like pro-choice then, but I guess if he's... I don't know what that he is. I think he just...
1: Pro-abortion is he's... only... <laughs> <laughs>
0: because he's just like... he. It's not that he's pro-choice because he doesn't want to give her a choice. He's just like, you're being ridiculous. This baby is killing you. Which, honestly... He was right, but... Moving on. Um, <laughs> then we've got Bella's life and appearance. And this is where I found absolute gold from Smeyer's website. Um, so there's a section... You can really see that Bella's influenced by her, but she tries to play it off like she's not. But if you look <laughs> in the frequently asked questions bit of her website, there's a question that says, and I love this question... Why do all the guys at Fork's High like Bella if she's not if she's supposed to be average looking? Is she pretty or not? <laughs> <laughs> I and love then, the aggression in exactly. that question. It's like, is she pretty the or answer, not? The answer is even better. I'm tempted to just read all the answers. Oh, please do. I, I might skip do. some bits, but it's incredible. So this is Smear's actual response some parts of Bella's experience are modelled after real life brackets, Mm -hmm. my real life to be exact who else's (laughs) real life would it be? I know, in order to ground the fantasy aspect of the story in solid reality, which I guess that makes sense Um, and then she says ironically, many of the details that are 100% reality are the ones that are called into question the most bracket, as illustrated by some of my angry Amazon reviews (laughs) She reads her Amazon reviews. I know oh, that makes me um, so happy. I think I don't know for certain, but I think this all these Q and A's are from just before New Moon was published, so like they're <gasps> old. Oh my god, yeah. that's two thousand five. Yeah, I might be wrong, but she often mentions like it's definitely before the movie's been made because like there's a question asking if they can get cast in the movie. Oh, uh, and so yeah. <laughs> Um, in this particular case, I modelled Bella's move to Forks after my real life move from high school to college. And then brackets, personal story alert. Oh my god. Um, so basically she talks about how she went to high school in Scottsdale, Arizona, which she says is Arizona's version of Beverly Hills, brackets, (laughs) picture the high school in the movie Clueless. Um, And then, oh, some of her wording is just incredible. In high school, I was a mousy A-track wallflower. I had a lot of incredible girlfriends, which I don't know what her obsession is with saying girlfriends, but carry on, I guess. But I wasn't, this bit's incredible, I wasn't much sought after by the Y chromosomes, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Why would you phrase it that way? Y chromosomes! If you know what I mean. (laughs) Then I went to college in Provo, I think that's how you say it, Utah, let me tell you, my stock went through the roof. Why does she praise <laughs> stuff this way? And then she says, see, beauty is a lot more subjective than you think. In Scottsdale, surrounded by Barbies, I was about a five. In Provo, surrounded by normal people, I was like an eight. I had dates every weekend with a lot of really pretty and intelligent boys. This was, this was incredible. Some of whose names end up in my books. <gasps> so Yeah, it was quite confusing at first because I knew there was nothing different about me. But I just think that's an incredible quote. So
1: basically, she's a Utah 8, but a Scottsdale yeah. 5. Which is essentially what Bella... Yeah.
0: yeah, That's exactly the that mentality. exactly <laughs> what she is. And also, I like the implication that, like, um, Bella's not that attractive, but Edward's just not seen a lot of different women, because of course he has! <laughs> He's been all over the place! So, I, I just love that, but clearly, you can see from that that bits of Bella's life are based on her life, and the fact that some of the people in her books are named after boys she went on dates with. That's so it's creepy. It's wild to me. Because imagine if you just, you randomly went on a date with this girl, like, years ago, and then Twilight becomes a massive thing. <laughs> you're, like, teenage daughters reading it, and she, like, mentions a name, and you're like, hang on! <laughs> Do you think that's, hmm. like,
1: Mike and Eric? Yeah, it's,
0: it's gonna be Mike and Eric, because it's not gonna be, like, Edward. Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> so, Obviously, you can tell from that, bits of Bella are based off her life, but she doesn't specifically say that she envisions herself as Bella, but I think you kind of get this from the next question. So, they question what Bella looks like, Um, and so she starts by saying, I left out a detailed description of Bella in the book so that the reader could more easily step into her shoes. So I'm going to talk about that a bit later, but I think that's really interesting. Mm. Um, So she says, she then says, um, if you want to know, this is how I picture Bella, but the looks are open to interpretation, essentially. So I'm just going to read this word for word. (laughs) This is how she imagines Bella. And try and picture Smear in your head as I read this. Because it gets, like, to start with, you're like, okay, that could be any girl, but it gets oddly specific. In my head Bella is a very fair skin is very fair skinned with long straight dark brown hair and chocolate brown eyes <laughs> fine that could be anyone right there's lots of fair skinned girls with brown hair <laughs> her face is heart shaped a wide forehead with a widow's peak, large wide-spaced eyes, prominent cheekbones, and then a thin nose and a narrow jaw with a pointed chin. Her lips are a little out of proportion, a bit too full for her jawline. Her eyebrows are darker than her hair and more straight than they are arched. She's 5 foot 4 inches tall, slender, but not at all muscular, and weighs about 115 pounds. And then this, this bit's so specific. She has stubby fingernails because she has a nervous habit of biting them. That what to go from i'm oh that is so ridiculous it, that is
1: like she sat down in front of a mirror and she's yeah. gone how do i romanticize and it's all yeah. like oh it's all so vague and i don't know what bella looks like you're lying
0: <laughs> exactly so if you don't know what stephanie Mayer looks like it's kind of exactly that description. it's exactly that she description. has she's fair skinned she has dark brown hair brown eyes she has a heart-shaped face, she has a wide forehead, she has a widow's peak. <laughs> she has all the- and the bit that's so specific that people point out a lot is that her lips are a little out of proportion, a bit too full of her jawline, because that is exactly Stephanie Meyer. I don't know yeah. why- like, it's- t- she must have known she was describing herself, that's so specific. Shh. And then, so for me, to begin with, yeah, you get it, it's definitely just a description of a Smear. However- Here's the alternative view that I kind of like, but also think isn't true at all. The bit where she says at the beginning about wanting people to just place themselves in Bella's shoes, I think makes sense. Yeah. considering Considering um, Bella has little to no personality in these books. Yeah. She's very easy to just take over, put yourself in her shoes, imagine that you're her. And I think that's what Stephanie Meyer's done. She's just, even though she wrote it, she's just in pic- like picturing herself as Bella. And I think that's what a lot of teenage girls did when they read it. They were just like, I'm Bella. And I think that's why it's so successful, because it felt 100%. very nice to be Bella and have this adoring man who was really courteous and all these lovely things just be looking out for you all the time. So I think there is something to say that... Maybe Bella is bland and nondescript so that you can insert yourself into the story and that's why it's successful. And maybe that's, and that's... why it doesn't always translate well into the movie yeah. yeah. because you can't really put yourself in her shoes there as well as no. you can in the book.
1: because it's a physical person and it's in the books are in first-person narrative as well so it's very yeah. easy. It's and easy but to I, do. I do. I think that's really interesting because I didn't know she did that on purpose. I didn't mm-hmm. know that she purposely like left her quite bland. But I do yeah. have a confession. I picked... I started having a middle parting because of Bella. Oh god, no. And I learned how to raise my eyebrow because Bella raised her (gasps) eyebrow so many times.
0: But doesn't that show that, like, uh, (laughs) like you, I'm sure a bunch of teenage girls did stuff like that? Because I didn't do it specifically with Twilight, but I definitely know I did it with other books where I would take up parts of their personality. Um, Because this, for example, um, I this is kind of bad but when I would read books a lot of the love interests generally that were male were described as like having a lopsided smile Yes, and I was so fascinated with that idea that I taught myself how to do it and now (laughs) most of the time my smile is just lopsided it just got used to it I can't really smile properly especially if I smile while I'm talking it's lopsided so it kind of shows that Teenage girls did put themselves in Bella's shoes and think, I am this person, this is me, this is why I love it. Okay, so the last thing I'll say is kind of against this statement, though. So, it, the reason it's kind of a problem is in terms of the film and casting, because she says that if this is how she feels about Bella, it's open to interpretation. However, if you didn't know, Stephanie Meyer had very specific um, people she wanted to cast for the roles, so she was like very much wanted Henry Cavill to be Edward and Emily Browning to be Bella. <laughs> and if you look up Emily Browning, she to me looks very like Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. Um, and then this also is a problem with there was a recent interview with Catherine Hardwick an absolute icon, lover to death, lover to pieces. Um, and you you'll probably have read this, Holly, but. About how she wanted a diverse casting, Mm. and um, she says that Maya had not didn't want it because she said she had not really written it in that way in the books and was uncomfortable casting the film in a way that diverted from her text. But she's so open to interpretation with Bella, but can't Mm -hmm. consider casting anything different. And as I said, the Q and A points her are like written before the film, I think. So if I was Catherine Hardwick, I would have just taken her answer about how Bella looked and be like, right, look at this. We're casting Bella as someone who's not white, because you said it's open to interpretation. Yeah. I would have done that. But yeah, she wanted Alice to be Japanese. She had all these ideas about making the Cullens diverse, hmm. and she knew what she wanted for each character, but Stephanie Mayer was not having it. So, Stephanie Mayer, another reason for the hate pile, um, yeah. because that is really bad and uh, any diverse casting that was in that film catherine hardwick really had to fight for
1: Um, yeah like the actor that played laurent um, yeah she was digging her heels in for that because i think she said if any characters were black then she wanted them to be the bad guys
0: which but the reason they were able to get laurent as um black a black actor was because he's described as olive skinned in the book and Catherine Hardwick said, well, olives can be black to (coughs) Stephanie Meyer and Stephanie Meyer then had to budge on it and be like, yeah, okay, I guess. (laughs) Unbelievable. But yeah, I I think then that shows that even though she said that Bella's looks were up to interpretation, she knew exactly what she wanted. Oh, funny. And I think also, yeah, I think Catherine Hardwick says that Stephanie Mayer knew what she wanted for each character and she looked at them as, as if they were kind of her friends or her family. She knew what each person would look like. And so there was no budging. Mm. She did she'd envisioned a ton of white people and there was no changing that. So yeah. that's that's all I have to say about Smeyer inserting herself. Um I definitely think she did it. I don't think she was aware she was doing it, but it's one hundred percent. I think any author inserts themselves somewhat into a book, but I think she just liked the idea of a sexy vampire coming and sweeping her off her feet, and loving
1: And loving her for doing absolutely nothing. It makes me
0: wonder about her marriage.
1: It really does, like, because she is married, and she has children. But are they all just living this, like, Mormon life, or are they... Oh, I think so. Yeah, but is she happy?
0: (laughs) (sighs) I don't know, you know, because also, I really recommend people go to her website, because she... Explains how she wrote Twilight while, like, her children were babies, basically, and one of them just wouldn't sleep at night, so she was writing bits while they were awake and stuff, and so was she just this, like, unhappy mother who is like sort of like, Oh God, the child won't stop screaming, my husband's doing nothing and then she has a dream of this lovely vampire man and she doesn't she doesn't think, Oh, it's a bit creepy that he wants to kill me. She's like, Ah, romance <laughs> At last romance. It proves he cares. Oh god <laughs> Maybe maybe her and her husband are into some like wild stuff.
1: Well, you do know that um E. L. James and her husband did Everything in
0: the um, Fifty Shades of Grey books. I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I didn't know that. I know this is bad, and because I don't, I don't like Fifty Shades of Grey. It's very problematic text, but I kind of have more respect for Yale James. Um, I don't know why. I think it's maybe the idea that she just took someone else's book and put some wild stuff <laughs> into it and made a bunch of money off it and she just seems to not be embarrassed about any no. of it so I had a bit more respect for her
1: and it's like that thing that without if 9-11 didn't happen then we wouldn't oh my have God, Twilight and Fifty that. Shades of
0: Grey <laughs> that's an incredible link and I'm so happy I keep telling people about that now because you sent it to me and now I'm, I've am i just not got over it it's anyway amazing. tell me about what you're going to say Holly <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going Tell to me say. Me. Tell me more. So
1: I was thinking about... Um, so I've, my notes have got one bullet point, which is like, yeah, Twilight without 911, which we've just covered. <laughs> um.
0: That was nice. You sounded I'm, like a train. I'm
1: trying <laughs> to think of where to start. I was thinking about, like, why... Retrospectively Like why did I enjoy Twilight so much Like why was I Taken so much by it So I Mm -hmm. think It's because Part because of like The unobtainable romance But also I think That it was like I live in a very small town And I'm back in this Very small town And it's It's got its ups and downs But (laughs) When you were growing When I was growing up It was like Oh Everyone doesn't understand me I'm not like everyone else All that kind of stuff You go through If you live in a small town and it was like there was this really exciting underworld in this small small town yeah that she became a part of and it was like this is so interesting like yeah. oh there's all this possibility and there's all this other stuff going on that the rest of the normies just don't know about
0: yeah. <laughs> i get that fully because i had a similar experience and i just i remember just thinking to myself when i was reading them that i couldn't comprehend that these like vampires couldn't be real. I mm. knew they weren't, logically, but I was like, I don't I feel very unhappy that they're not real. <laughs> I and like now obviously I'm like, I'm glad they're not real. They're yeah. scary. But at the time I was like, Oh, I need I need Edward to be real. I can't cope with the idea that he's not <laughs> So I get that.
1: Yeah, I just think like I think that's why I was so taken with it. And I remember so I came to it yeah, I was thinking we could talk about, like, how, at what point did we come into the um, fandom? Because I wasn't there from, like, the very beginning, because obviously, yeah. 2005, we were seven.
0: I was seven at the end of that year, so, like, <laughs> we were quite young. Wait, you were seven? You were seven? I was seven when it came out? As a film? No, not as a film, as a, as a book. Well, oh, I the was first like, book. I didn't think I was that young. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What, what year? Do you know what year the film came out? Was it 2008? I think it was.
1: Yes. Yeah. First so film. So I was ten. So yeah, we were quite young. So I I remember seeing Twilight, and it was the gross end bit with James mm. at a yes. year six sleepover. And Lovely. I was I was like, it had just been on, hadn't been paying attention, but then at the end, I was like, what is this film? And it was when. Yes. New Moon had just come out, and that's why New Moon is my favourite uh-huh. one because I became obsessed with New Moon and watching. I watched, I don't know how many times I've watched it over and over again as a child. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I love that. And then, but so the film had just come out, and then I was reading the books, and to get me out of the house, I remember my dad bribed me saying that he'd buy me the next book
0: if oh. I went
1: around the golf course with him. <laughs> Oh, I love that. To spend some like quality time. So he took me I was halfway through Eclipse. He took me out of that world that I was so obsessed with. And halfway through the book. And I was like, I don't know how this is gonna end. So I was making up in my head how I thought it was gonna like alternative (gasps) endings.
0: That's
1: sweet. It was really and when I look back I'm like, oh that's actually a really nice memory that he wanted to spend time with me yeah. but i was
0: so oh, <laughs> with you were so you were like no i need to think more about like how this book went i think and in sort of a similar way um i got into a bit earlier because um as a child i was i was i was weird um, and i was i was quite into i think at the time what i thought was dark stuff so i remember when we went to see Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, we were really young. Yeah, at at the end of that, there's like kind of a semi-scary scene for children. I remember everyone who I was with was really scared, and I went to the front of the cinema and sat on the front row just to show that like I was tougher. So when I saw the trailer for Twilight, I knew that like I needed to see this. I didn't even know it was a book, and my sister, my eldest sister was absolutely obsessed with it she read it when it first came out she has the original copy of the book oh my god um and she was like yeah it's a book you should read it and then i became even more obsessed when someone (laughs) at school like this boy said he'd gone to see it and he fainted because there was so much blood i don't think it's real but he said he did and i was like oh my god i need to see this this sounds so cool so i read the book um sometime after that and then I'd read them all and I remember I got to year six and my mum wouldn't let me read Breaking Dawn because she knew that there was there was some saucy scenes in it and then I remember that Christmas my sisters bought me the last book for Christmas and I was like yeah um and I you know when you read to teachers when you're younger and it was like a time where we had to read like the books we were reading at home, and I had to change the book I was reading. Oh my god! It like, could be so them. embarrassing <laughs> if I was like reading to the teacher, like. And then Edward did this. <laughs> so yeah, I, I get that. that There's an inc- there was a lot, lot did... of eagerness to read the next yeah. books. There was such.
1: There's an incredible picture of you. I think it's. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm you are looking so... like angry
0: at the camera reading. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're so Dawn. young as well Like if you, you'd you be like Oh you're
0: just a little baby But she's there reading The hardback I, of Breaking Dawn I've still got it It's broken And I carried it around <laughs> so much When I was in high school Like Maybe like, like the first years of high school, I remember I was walking like past where the boys played football and one of them shouted, why is that girl carrying the Bible? <laughs> um, and I was like, in my head, I just remember thinking something really snarky that was like, it is my Bible. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but I had to, I, I fully understand where you're coming from with the absolute obsession and eagerness to read the next one because it, it wasn't. Really was. Now it, we're older, we can read books as much as we want, but as a child, sometimes you f- had yeah. to save up.
1: <laughs> you really did. And I think it you definitely did. was the start of that because I remember I would read YA. I think my whole teenage years, probably older than I should have been, but Same. I was still reading just YA. And then I Went on to do English Lit And I'm like Oh okay
0: <laughs> You need to stop reading I wish again. there was a degree That was in Young Adult oh, yeah. Fiction It <laughs> m- makes me happy And it's easy to read
1: Yeah And sometimes you just It's like That escapist thing Which makes me want Because you know With the whole madness Going on in the world I was like hmm. Oh Maybe
0: I should Pick it up again But I think I had the similar thought But I think it might It might not be the same it might
1: not be the same Yeah maybe I actually I don't
0: read... have the book of Twilight and New Moon anymore. I just have Eclipse and Breaking Dawn. Do you not? What happened
1: to them? I don't know what happened
0: to them. I have no idea. (laughs) I looked through all my books and I've only got Eclipse and Breaking Dawn.
1: Oh my god.
0: Where did they go? (laughs) Were they confiscated?
1: (laughs) I think it comes down to that. Because so we loved it we were part i remember yeah. part of the craze. i didn't quite have the merch i wasn't that no. kind of level like there used to be girls who would
0: walk around with like team jacob the bags um, bags like the cross accessories
1: yes the only thing i had was
0: you remember those was like snap bracelets oh yeah, yeah yeah i think i still have it and it says um i like boys who sparkle <laughs> i had
1: sparkly body wash Oh my
0: god! <laughs> I bet it like did wrecked havoc to your skin, oh, but it was you're so like, I've bad. got a
1: sparkle. It was so
0: bad. <laughs> I'm a vampire. I just wanted to sparkle. I would have just got loads of eczema, but then be like, but I'm sparkling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so I never, I never quite did that. But then, no. they were like the backlash that came with it was insane. Like just because it was marketed for teenage girls teenage girls yeah loved it and yeah. it wasn't for anyone else and i think no. that's the problem people try to intellectualize it and people are like oh what kind of a moral person is bella supposed to be she's not supposed to be a moral no. person she's just you things are allowed to exist just for enjoyment
0: exactly i mean i think about the age i was when i loved twilight if i compare that to my brother like what my brother was like that age he was massively into wwe wrestling which a lot of boys <laughs> are into and like yeah there my was brother never included the back- yeah there was never the backlash of, and like them playing xbox games and stuff like that there was never the backlash yeah. of like how do these things portray women like this is violence. Blah, blah, blah. and i get neither of those things are great but there's never the same backlash against what boys like hmm. as teenagers and what girls like
1: it's ridiculous, and I just—it it was like, oh, you became like ridiculous. So we had to go into hiding for a couple of years. Yeah,
0: we had to hide. It, it was a hard <laughs> time. We had to prote- We had to be like, oh yeah, Twilight. Who likes that? Not me. <laughs> when really, I was like crying inside, like Edward. I still love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, forever. T- and that's the other thing. I think consistently. I think Robert Patterson has remained, I've loved him Incredible. as much as I did when I first yeah. saw those films.
0: I've never stopped loving that man. But I think he's the only, he's the only one, he's the only one. <laughs> the only one for me. The only one for me. The consistent,
1: <laughs> like, celebrity crush, if we forgive yes. calling it that. Like, so even watching the films today, or you see him dissing twilight or him being yeah. an absolute weirdo because he is You yeah. can't ignore
0: no we cannot he's a weird man <laughs> he's definitely not normal um and i you know what i i'd love to hear him slander twilight because yeah. i think there's there's a bit of us all that's like i can't believe we like that and i can't believe we still Support it, but we yeah. do, <laughs> we do, we do. And so I, I relate to our pets when yeah. he says that because it, I, I fully agree. There is part of me that's like, what is this? Who wrote this, and why? <laughs> and there's the part of me that's like, this is an incredible moment in pop culture history, and it should be remember. And I think it is now. I think
1: now that it's full of people like us who were grew up with it and now we're like you had to come to terms with life without twilight and now we're like (laughs) we're back in it we're like it was actually a really safe space for a lot of us and I think it started a whole movement of young adult fiction.
0: I agree. And I think in a sappy way, there's a lot of times in your um teenage life where you feel quite alone. Yeah. And then you read things like that, and might, they might—they might not be perfect, and you might be mocked for them. But you read them, and like you know, in a very sappy way, you don't feel alone. You're like, "Oh, Edward's with me." Like the whole gang, <laughs> the Cullens. You know, Jessica. Super supportive. Yeah, yeah. and it's—it's it's probably not great, but you know, if it makes a teenage girl happy with all the things they're going through, if it makes any teenager happy, just let them be. Let them be.
1: And I hope that's what, that's what we'll do for, I don't want to say our children, because it doesn't seem like our generation will have My children. children. <laughs> <laughs> but children. Um, <ooh>, <laughs> oh
0: no. We it's had a, a f- microphone drop. Microphone drop. <laughs> <laughs> literal mm. mic drop. <laughs> didn't even think about that. Thank you for laughing, that was absolutely terrible. <laughs> I liked her, I didn't even think about <laughs> the fact that it was a mic drop. She made her point and she was through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all we're
1: saying. Yeah. yeah. Just let teenage girls like things.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm just having a look to see what else has happened. Would you know, while you look, I think, you know, I think we should just let teenage girls be teenage girls instead of forcing them to grow up, mm-hmm. you know? There's so many, like, things that you're allowed to like and not like and just let them like things, you know? Don't put rules on it. They can, like, really girly think, girly and, you know... In
1: inverted commas.
0: Yeah. They can like they can like anything and that should be cool. Should be. Yeah. And that's
1: that's what we will give the next generation if there ever is one.
0: I feel like if I'm ever a parent I want to be the most open parent. Yeah. Like the most I wanna just be like, You can be whatever you want to be, you can wear whatever you want to wear. (laughs) Uh, You know, I want to have the most woke children out there. Oh you will. I hope so. It will happen. I want them to be little freaks. (laughs) Weirdos. <laughs> soon as soon as they can read, I'm just going to slide Twilight across the table and be like, <laughs> "What? What do you make of this?" <laughs> but like, I'll break it down for them and be like, "This isn't normal for men to do. Yeah. Men should not watch you <laughs> while you sleep. Men should not do. Men should not want to kill you. Yeah. It's bad." And then I'd be like, "This character, definitely a lesbian. But Stephanie Meyer wouldn't. She didn't have the bravery. She didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah." I was
1: just thinking, what we could talk about. Like, if you could think of it, what's your like favorite moment from
0: any of the films? Any of the films? Whew.
1: As S- I can to sort me... of rounding off.
0: <laughs> well, um, I I kind of like the jokey things. I feel like they're the things I remember. Um, and one of the things I really remember is a new moon when they go and see Punch Face or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the absolute <laughs> awkwardness of that scene. Um, like Jacob, Jacob and Mike are they not both violently ill? <laughs> like it's really Mike. Awkward. Mike's violently Mike's ill, and then at the end of the night, Jacob's got fever because he's about to go all werewolf. He's super <laughs> rude to Mike. Um, Mike's Mike just really doesn't like punch face. He wants to see a rom com, which bless his heart. I <laughs> uh, I love that, and I love an eclipse when, I probably shouldn't love this, but when. Bella punches Jacob and she breaks her hand, <laughs> and, and then they go and talk to Charlie, and Charlie's like, "What happened?" and and they're explaining it. I just find that scene so funny. Um, I do. I think the little bits of comedy in those films are actually quite good. Yeah. The little fa- the family scenes, I think, are quite. And oh, also, this is my last one. The paper cut scene in *New Moon*. <laughs> I love, I love that scene. Why it's so dramatic. Why? Why does she get pushed across the room? Like, she yeah. she, she, should have broken a bone. She's full and, like, slammed against a wall. And then she, she looks definitely... like a rag doll, doesn't she? The way that she, like, sort of crumples. <laughs> 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 oh. And then, like, she's so fragile there. And then by the last film, like, Breaking Dawn Part 1, her spine breaks and she's just like, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, Move I down. hate! Oh, I hate! I think that's my worst.
0: <laughs> she's got, she's got the thing of blood, <laughs> and, spine and then her spine
1: right. just goes <clears throat> Oh no! Oh. That whole bit, I don't. I think the last time I watched it was when we watched it, like in yeah. March or May, whenever it was. And I that I could always skip it. I just hate that horror gore, like
0: ripping bits out of her and. To get to the baby. it's just From that film as well. I absolutely love when she turns into a vampire and her chest, like, bounces <laughs> <up>. <laughs> And, like, suddenly she's got fake eyelashes. And it's like... I didn't know becoming a vampire meant, like, you'd get a full-on of them, like yeah. Like, when teenage <laughs> yeah. girls go to, like, the Mac counter at, like, malls and yeah. they get their makeup done for the first time. That's what happened to Bella when she turned to a she vampire. She's got a glow up, yeah. Yeah, but like, clearly wearing makeup. Like, Alice went in and was like, she looks pasty. Anyway, <laughs> what's your favourite bits?
1: I think the bit where,
0: I mean, they're
1: pretty much all from New Moon, aren't they? Because I'm ridiculous, and I'm the yeah. only one that likes <laughs> New Moon.
0: <laughs> New but Moon is good. It. New Moon and Eclipse are the best films and yeah. books, I think. I think they are. What? No, okay. In terms of an actually good film, Twilight's the best film. Twilight because... is the best film. Catherine Hardwick, Catherine Hardwick just, has my heart she did a yeah. great job and she should have been um used for all those films but they're she sorry to interrupt again but yeah. the only reason that she well she thinks she was cast because and I think it's true they didn't expect Twilight to be successful no so they cast her let her have her little indie moment and then as soon as that made a lot of money they were like we'll give it to like a big blockbuster movie guy uh, and they were just like yeah we're done with you we don't need you anymore and if she'd directed all the films it would
1: have been or at so at least different. new
0: moon imagine if she'd directed new oh moon God. with all the romeo and juliet themes oh it
1: would have been, been
0: beautiful amazing. it wouldn't you know... been... and sorry go on
1: i was just going to say she only had 44 days to shoot twilight <gasps> And they oh had a tiny gosh. budget of like, I mean, thirty-seven million dollars. That's a lot of money still, but in comparison to what it became. Yeah. Um, and then they offered her New Moon, but on a very small time scale, and oh. again, same budget. And she was like, "I can't do it." Yeah. So that's
0: why Chris White. She was saying as well that I think they like painted her in quite a negative light as well. Hmm. Um. And yeah, but we love her anyway. Love your her. favorite moments from New Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe eclipsed.
1: <laughs> I think I love when she's just jumped off the cliff in New Moon, and yeah. she's in the water, and then she she like floats <laughs> past Edward, and it's that really dramatic song. Um, oh yeah! I just think it's I love the color scale of New Moon because oh, it's all like the, yeah. the browns and the greens, and I I think that's yeah. what really resonated with me. Um, browns and greens. <laughs> Also, I really like where Laurent finds her in the meadow and she's being yeah. all really dramatic, and then it's like, oh, you're gonna die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the wolves come. <laughs> and then the wolves come. New Moon is a great film. Thank you. Thanks for giving I, me for that. I know, I have no, I have no <laughs> hate for you enjoying it. I remember seeing the trailer for the first time and seeing Jacob with his short hair and being like, hmm. Oh, hello. <laughs> now there is another man. <laughs> I will never to consider. I can never be Team Jacob. I don't know what it is. I can never be Team Jacob because, when I look back on it now, I think when I read it, he seemed very young to me. But looking back, he is sixteen. Oh my god! Which uh, (laughs) the fact he was a sixteen-year-old boy, I was not getting the same sixteen-year-old boys that Ella was. Ella, (laughs) Ella, (laughs) Ella, Ella. You know Ella. That'll be me when I write my like Fifty Shades version of Twilight, but like instead of making it like more wild, I'm gonna make it more like conservative. <laughs> you, like put Bella in more clothes, put her in more khaki. Oh, She's gonna gosh. wear a jumper over the top of that blouse because it's to make too her saucy, indecent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there is nothing I enjoy more than a Twilight conversation. Oh. Yeah. Any any young adult. Because yeah. after after Twilight, you better was the Hunger Games. Oh which yeah. Was a stark change because um it actually had some social meaning. commentary. Yeah, like it's <laughs> a comment it's a comment on war and society and Especially the, because like, it's how being... we bring up children in yeah. this world. It's it's a beautiful commentary, but we really went from Twilight to that. I know. Especially
1: because that's been used I've, on TikTok, especially the um, You Burn Withers. Um,
0: yeah. From Catching,
1: is it from Catching Fire? It's from one of the from the last one
0: I think it's Mocking Jay. Mocking Jay. Yeah. That was used for the um, yeah. protests. Like, that's I insane. Think, yeah, it's incredible. I think it's re- really. I tried to read Catching Power recently, and, you know, it definitely wasn't the same as when I read it when I was younger, but. I think it's really important that teenagers read that sort of book. Yeah. Um and I hope that The Hunger Games is taught in schools in the future because it's easy to read but it, it you know it's very important to the world as a place right now it's very relevant. Yeah. And kind of showing capitalism. Cuz it's yeah. we
1: feel very close to it. I think especially when you see like the outlandish things that celebrity culture wears and stuff and you're like you would exactly. see that on The Hunger Games.
0: Exactly. Where's yeah. where's the
1: joke, Kenny? Like an,
0: where's yeah. the line. And like when I feel like when I first read The Hunger Games, I was like, oh wow, this is so different from my world. Uh no. <laughs> not anymore. It's just a wild version of like a reality show. Yeah. And think about all the um like deaths that reality shows have caused now. Mm. And uh yeah, have yeah. you know, before we finish, have you got any um Pop culture moments from this week that you've been invested in. I really dislike that I've been invested in it, but I have okay. been
1: invested in the Jake Paul gun seizure.
0: Yes. Situation. Yes.
1: I'm um, so confused and also,
0: but like, really excited to see what happens next. Yeah. Same. <laughs> same. Um. I. Yeah. I just. I've. It's been on my peripheral. Yeah, it's um, not so been I the main saw thing. that he had been. Um, they searched his house, right? Yeah, they searched his house and all that. And honestly, kind of deserved because you know he's
1: not a good. There was person. a big like
0: civil rights movement going on. and He was like, "I'm just going to loot some places." When he, you know, that was not his place. He does not need to loot anywhere. No, but- I think he was he looted vodka. Like it genuinely. Oh my god!
1: He looted vodka and then was filming the looting, or what was going on. But he wasn't part of the protest.
0: It was like... Oh, that's te- that's even worse. I didn't even... I, in my head, I think I'd been like, well, hopefully he was part of the protest, but... Nope. I should have thought differently. The one thing that I've been into this week, which I think that you'll find interesting, it's not... It came out two weeks ago, and it's not specifically about something that's happening right now, but it's a recent criticism, This girl called Zoe Alexander who was on The X Factor came out with a video called Zoe Alexander the X Factor the Truth. I really recommend watching it. Basically she was on the X Factor years ago and she was one of those acts that like, you know, has a massive like outburst on stage sort of act. Right. And the thing that so she sings pink and they're like and she looks a bit like pink at the time. And they're like, Oh, you know, you're too like pink. You need to have your own identity. So she sings a different song. And they're like, no, this is bad. They stop her, and she's right. like, but you told me to sing pink. And they're like, we didn't tell you to say, sing anything. Um, she has like a massive burst of anger. Yeah, meltdown. Her dad comes on. All this stuff happens in this video that she's put up. She basically um outlines how they fully led this to happen. They did make her sing pink. She has like emails that oh my essentially God. prove it. She didn't want to sing Pink at all. They asked her about Pink all day. They made her turn up at 6am, but she was not needed until much later on. And she thinks it was like, they did all this stuff. Mm. So then by the time it was her audition, she was like at the end of her tether. Yeah. Um, And I really recommend watching it because it shows how set up these shows are and how negative they are to people's mental health god that's so manipulative yeah and she said then after that she had like the you know she said that at the end of the show she was like they stopped filming her she was on the floor crying and she was like i want to die i want to die because she knew that everyone was going to see that she had the worst day of her life and then she she's going to do a part two and like deal with what the the like weeks after that were like and how horrible that was but that is how negative some um, reality TV can be. I I imagine most reality TV is with the way they set people up to look like villains and then make them deal with the outcome of that. God, that's awful. Yeah, so that's something I've been really invested in this week and I think there'll be more stuff that comes out alongside that. Especially, Mm. I think there's lots of stuff about One Direction and stuff people like that having bad experiences with Simon Cowell and stuff mm. like that. So Yeah, he's definitely an evil
1: yeah. evil man. I definitely think he is an evil man, Holly.
0: I don't <laughs> think he is a good man. I don't think he is. And that surgery he had recently, whatever oh, it was, God. He, looks, he looks strange. <laughs> Sorry, Simon. <laughs> Sorry, Simon, but, yeah. but you don't look well. <laughs> he doesn't look well. He does not. Another man that we should talk about when we talk about Men. Plastic surgery, <laughs> men and plastic surgery, <laughs> botched. <laughs> but yeah, well, this has been a lovely chat. Um, this has been about Twilight. Um, I've loved it. I've. It's had been a incredible. Time. I w- I would talk about it. I honestly, this could have lasted three hours. and I'm very <laughs> impressed that <laughs> we managed to not make it last that long. Yeah, well done us. Be- because it's another thing where um, we care a lot about it. Yeah. Do, does anyone else? We Let's hope find so. Out. Yeah. There, is, you... there is people out there. There are the twihards. We've <laughs> twihards rise up. <laughs> You're right though, because I think there was a distinction between the people that had read the books and were obsessed, kind of quietly, and the people who went to Claire's accessories and got mm. the T-shirts, the bag. And no hate to any of them. Oh no, no. If hate. you were either of them. Go we love you. this is the space this is I, safe space yeah the people i kind of think were a bit bad were the like twilight parents the mums that were really into it i didn't i don't like because jacob was a teenager he was 14 in the books oh i di- oh i forgot about that <laughs> oh that's oh i didn't enjoy that but yeah love lovely chat once again um Thanks for listening, anyone who listened. Yes, and if you would like, please follow us on oh, Twitter
1: <laughs> and Instagram. Um, and on Twitter, we are we've managed to get Culture Hang,
0: which is incredible. I know, it's I was very surprised odd. by that. But apparently, people don't want that name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and on Instagram, we are Culture Hang podcast.
0: Because and someone we're on TikTok it. as well. If if you're oh, are if you're a youth. If you're a youth what? person, we're on TikTok or an older person who enjoys TikTok, like we are. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the name, but I think it's called Chang Podcast again. Yeah. Um, so Ooh. basically, most of the social medias we're on them. Um, but yes, yeah. if you have watched us by any chance, please let please us know. Please let us know. We'd love we're to not hear just, your thoughts. Suggest we're not things you like to hear us rant about. <laughs> 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 so, Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Holly. Well, s- see you next week this has been Holly (laughs) this has been Hannah (laughs) and we'll see you next week with Kul Chang bye